Welcome to Encounter Grace, where we come face to face with God's work in the world for our good. Join host Jason McKnight as we explore practical issues of community, theology, and leadership in everyday life. Welcome and thanks for joining us. I'm Jason McKnight and with me is Susan McKnight, best of wives and best of women, as <laughs> Hamilton sang to Eliza. I'm just kidding. That's no. beautiful. <laughs> Susan, thanks for joining us. The best part of my life absolutely is being married to you, to Susan. Aww. And one of the things that she loves to do, and she does really well, and we've talked about this before, is that she loves to learn how to be a better mom. So she's never satisfied, always seeking wisdom and counsel, always listening to podcasts, always reading books on parenting. And so I never have to read or listen to anything. I just listen to you. And this has been fantastic. I've learned so much about parenting. Today, I'd love to have you share with us on one book in particular that was a game changer in our house, not just for you, but for both of us. And it's called Mother and Sons, The Respect Effect written by Emerson Egriches. So, Susan, where did you come to find out about this book? Well, actually, Mary Henderson told me about this book maybe five years ago. Um, she had gotten it and was reading it, and she shared how it was really changing the way she related to her boys. And the more she talked about it, the more I knew, I need this book. I need to read this and learn. So it's written by Emerson Egriches, and he's the guy that also several years ago wrote that marriage study called Love and Respect. Yep. About husbands and wives. That's right. Yes. Love and Respect. It's a great book as well. Mm-hmm. But it is very helpful in understanding how women and men relate and how they relate differently and what their needs are. Remember years ago, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, that right, book, right, and how right. helpful that was. Well, this is similar. His, his challenge is that women need love and men need respect. And this comes from Scripture in Ephesians mm-hmm. 5.33, where Paul says, each one of you, and he's speaking to men, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife doesn't say must also love her husband. It says the wife must respect her husband. See, respect comes naturally for a man. Love comes naturally for a woman. But we see scripture, they are calling men specifically to love and women specifically to respect. So, what comes naturally to me is love. So I love you. And while you need that mm-hmm. and yeah, right. you love that, yep, yep. Um, your bigger need is respect mm-hmm. and vice versa. You respect me, but my bigger need is love. And so I need you to love me even more than I need you to respect me. And when we don't seek to do that as men and women, when my biggest, when I don't see your biggest need is for respect and I'm only only loving you, right? Um, you in turn uh, don't love me, but you respect me. And it just becomes what he calls the crazy cycle. Mm-hmm. We're missing each other. We're missing mm-hmm. each other's biggest needs. And it makes life kind of crazy. Yeah. And that's as a husband and wife, and that's mm-hmm. uh, love and respect. This book is specific to moms and sons. And so the subtitle is called The Respect Effect. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, if Ephesians 5.33 is true for men and women, how then does that play out for mothers and sons? Hmm. I think it's, hmm. it's similar. If a mom knows how to love, but a son needs respect, what if a mom started thinking of her son in those respect terms? Hmm. So the effect of a mom respecting her son is unbelievable. 
I think the effect of a dad respecting his son is unbelievable as well. But a mom can have a profound relationship with her son when she begins to show him respect. I know this because I started putting into practice some Mm. of the things that he um, was teaching, and I really saw a huge difference in our boys. When Mm. I would work hard to show them respect, when I would work hard to speak or do respect talk with them. In fact, just this week, I had a conversation Mm. with one of our boys about his attitude, about some other things. I was trying to understand something's going on with him. And um, I told him on a recent outing we had been on that I was really um, bugged by him, that I felt he didn't show me much respect Mm. that day. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this will be really good because I'm speaking this respect language to him. He'll get this. And I said, you know, I didn't feel respected by you that day. And he said, Mom, I didn't feel respected by you that day either. And as we talked, I realized the way I had dealt with the whole situation had left him feeling disrespected. But my intentions that day were truly, I wanted to go on this trip with him because I loved him and cared for him. And I thought this was the best thing he needed, but I wasn't handling it in a respectful way. So it becomes this crazy cycle. And I saw that even last week in our relationship Mm -hmm. with he and I um, was this crazy cycle we were in. I think I'm loving him well, but I'm not respecting him. And he's not respected, so he doesn't love me well. And he keeps going around and around Mm. and around. So what, like we better define this word respect because we're using it a lot. It's in the title. How how do you define it in a situation here, moms to sons, or or really anything, parents to children, but... Yeah. So what is respect? That's great. Egrich says in the book that a mother's respect is her positive regard toward her son, no matter what he does. Positive regard toward her son, no matter what he does. Okay. So a dad's positive regard yeah. toward his son, yeah. no matter what he does. That's really hard to comprehend because when you hear it, you probably think like I do, Psh, positive regard, no matter what he does. You're getting a little soft on us now, right? right? right or right. you might think, what? Respect has to be earned. Mm-hmm. He needs to, mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve my respect because of what he's done. He really, starts at zero and he needs to earn it. Yes. Yeah. Really, the bigger issue is, does he respect me? He needs mm. to respect me. So here's the difference. We're not saying that he deserves your respect, but we are saying he's not going to respond to your negativity, to your disrespect, mm. not in the long term. Think about it like this. We don't say love must be earned, do we? Yeah, that's true. That's we true. have a newborn. We have a five-year-old girl, 15-year-old girl. We don't look at her and say, my love for you must be earned. Right. right. That would be despicable. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah, yeah. But that's the way we oftentimes operate with our boys. That's the way I do. So positive regard toward your son, no matter what he does. Maybe an easier way to hear it. To, to get it or to comprehend it as positive regard toward the spirit of my son while confronting his wrongdoing. Hmm. So a positive regard toward the spirit of my son while confronting his wrongdoing. Now, Egridge says there's a secret we have to understand. You've got to recognize there's two dimensions to your son. Remember when the disciples fell asleep on Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Yeah, it was right yeah. before he was crucified. He went off I've to fallen pray. asleep praying a lot. In yeah, my you've life. fallen asleep in the middle of a fight of ours too. But anyway, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a de- different <laughs> podcast. Um, he went away, asked them to pray, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. asked them to stay here and pray. And what happens? They fall asleep. Yeah, right. So what did he come back to them and say to them? 
Well, he said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hmm. So is that where that is? That's he great. He did yeah. express disappointment that they had fallen asleep, but he didn't sanction, he didn't honor their failings. Mm-hmm. He honored them for their deeper desire to do what was right. The spirit is willing. He honored their willing spirit. He mm-hmm. didn't show disrespect toward their spirit while disapproving of their weak flesh. So there's two, there's two parts to our sons, the spirit and the flesh. And in the flesh, he will fail. Yep, yep. You know, newsflash, so will I, yeah, right, true, in the yeah. flesh. Yeah. And we have to address his unrespectable conduct for sure. But showing respect towards the spirit of your son it doesn't sanction, it doesn't respect the sin of his flesh. A mom needs to say, I don't respect your wrong choices. Mm. I'm, I'm yeah. quite angry yeah. about these choices. You will be disciplined for these. Right. But then a mom can say, but I really believe in your deepest heart, and I respect the person God is making you into, mm. and I believe he's going to let you turn this around and he's going to use this to teach you and to grow you even more into the honorable man that I see you becoming. So when we condemn his spirit, when he fails due to the weakness of his flesh, that's disrespect. Right. We've got to fight to keep seeing the image of God in him, in him, in our boys. And we've got to honor that image. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me, you're probably thinking, well, I never do that. I don't condemn my sin. Son, I, I never feel contempt for him. Hmm. You, probably that's true, but you could easily be making him feel that from you if he's not feeling respectful. So the easiest way to understand it for me is that unconditional respect toward the spirit of your son is the moral equivalence mm-hmm. of unconditional love of a father mm-hmm. toward the spirit of a daughter. The yeah. dad doesn't love his daughter's sinful choices. Right. Right. Um, he loves her spirit in spite of her behavior. So a mom doesn't respect her son's sinful fleshly choices, but she respects his spirit in spite of that mm-hmm. conduct. And again, both sons and daughters need both love and respect. Yes. And yes. both moms and dads need to give love and respect to each of their sons and their daughters right. and all this kind of stuff. But what we all get Unconditional love, unconditional love, unconditional love. Right. Now we're adding into the story, okay, actually, respect who is unconditional. Exactly. And um, even while we're confronting sin, this is great. Spirit is willing, flesh is weak. Okay, this is super helpful. So what does this look like in day-to-day life? How, how do we play How does this play out? Well, like I said, this is hard for me because I don't naturally um, talk respect language. It is mm. awkward, actually, for me to say, wow, I really respect you. I mean, it has been hard for me to do that. I'd rather sit and cuddle and tell them how much I love them over and over again. But I have It's had a little to hard learn. to cuddle with an 18-year-old, six foot two or it whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've had to learn, and I'm still really learning respect talk and how to show respect. And that is one thing I pray um, each week for myself is that I would learn to show respect and, and speak respect to the men in my house. But it's as simple as remembering to say regularly, I respect you. And as you tell your kids, I love you, Hmm. let that remind you to say, I respect you and look for things that you respect about him. Um, I remember having an argument with Andrew one time 
and we were really going at it. He is a really good arguer, mm-hmm. don't you find? Oh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> I think he might get that from you. But anyway, um, I was reading this book when we were having this argument, and I thought, in the heat of the moment, I thought to myself, how in the world do I show him respect right now? Hmm. And so I stopped, and I just said, Andrew, i got to tell you something. You are really good at arguing. You <laughs> in are the middle really, of the argument. <laughs> yes. You are really good at defending your point. And he kind of pulled back, and he looked at me to see if I was serious or, or if sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Exactly. And when he saw I was serious, he said, thanks. And it just kind of... <laughs> diffuse the tension in the room. Well, plus he's trying to figure out what just went on. <laughs> exactly. But he felt respected. Mm. He knew I wasn't, still wasn't necessarily agreeing with him. Yeah, right, right. But he felt respected and it changed the tone and it made me become a better listener and trying to understand him. But it also did that to him. Mm-hmm. He started listening to me differently and tried to understand me. So we also need to see the men in our boys. And mm. um, Egrich says there's six desires that God has seeded in our boys or wired in them. Hmm. And these kind of help give us some specifics of how to respect. Okay. Um, so these are ways we can learn to show respect and talk respect to them. First of all, they have a desire to work and to achieve. So hmm. can I express appreciation for some pursuit of theirs that right. they're doing? Right. Maybe it's a little kid building a fort, mm-hmm. you know, and they do a really good job. Wow, that's amazing. I really respect how you built that. It's amazing how boys will respond to this. I can't get over it. Daniel, lately, he's been doing a lot of YouTube videos and having a ball with that. Well, he broke his tripod recently, mm. and you said, hey, I really appreciate all the work you've been putting into this. I'd like to buy you a new tripod. Hmm. You didn't even use the word respect, but right. he felt appreciated and he felt respected that you noticed the work he was doing. So to work and achieve, they have a desire to provide, to protect, um, to even die. Can I affirm hmm. that desire in them to protect? When um, I remember when once Andrew got bigger, like literally bigger, and you would go out of town, I told him, I said, now, Andrew, when y'all were boys in, in the middle of the night and dad was out of town and I'd feel scared, I'd hear something or whatever, I knew I had to protect you. I said, now, if I hear something, I'm coming into <laughs> your bedroom and you're coming out with me to figure out what's going on because you're going to protect me. But I'm not kidding. I yep. saw him stand yep. up a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. He got that. They have a desire to strong, to lead, to, to be strong, to yep. lead, to make decisions. So how mm-hmm. can we affirm, how can we compliment a good decision they made, a small one or a big one? I really respect how you thought through that decision and came to the conclusion that you did. Mm-hmm. They have a desire to analyze, to solve, to counsel. Hmm. Can I praise him for an insight that he made that was really good? I mean, as simple as saying, wow, I never would have thought of that. That's really good. Or like thinking about wanting to lead, a desire to lead and be strong, and a desire to uh, solve things or to counsel. When we're doing projects together, 
I don't have to be the one that knows it all on how it ought to be done. Like if right. we're trying to do a little garden sort of chore, right? let them figure it out. And then That's good. let me, even though I'm directing the whole day, let me follow how they're doing right whatever it is like we're moving the wood pile or right. we're doing this or that and and just say man that's a great job and let me just jump in and follow their lead like that's showing respect that's great that is that's exactly right they also have a desire for friendship like doing shoulder to shoulder activities mm-hmm. which um, is and, all guys i mean we talk about heard, this with guys yes yeah. we've heard that before with men and women and women we need to be ready to do more shoulder to shoulder stuff with them mm-hmm. um but can I do more of that with my son, hmm. going out to throw the baseball with them, going out to just watch them throw it with each other? Yeah, you know, it's being, being with them. And then finally, to sexually understand and know. So can hmm. I support the honorable way he treats the opposite sex? You know, to say to him, wow, you're such an honorable man. I mean, I, I just watched you open the door for that young lady as she went in, or I watched you pull out her chair, or I watched how kind you were and let her talk first or answer the question first, or whatever it was. But to affirm those things yep. in our boys, these are ways we can show and we can talk respect to our boys. So what did you find happened as you began to practice this kind of stuff? Well, I think we see these boys... Um, open up hmm. and I think we see them begin to talk and their whole posture towards us changes. And they're more bonded. And they're more bonded. Because they're yes. more open. Yeah. I have a great friend. I'm going to call her Lynn. Um, she read this book when I did basically because I forced her to. Um, she has a son who's about four years older than our oldest and her son is very quiet by nature. She couldn't ever get much out of him um, and that can become so discouraging to a mom because mm-hmm. a mom just wants to have a relationship with her son, but she could hardly have a good conversation with him. So she reads this book, and there's a whole chapter in it where Egrich talks about one simple way to respect your son, as we just said, is to respect his desire for shoulder-to-shoulder friendship. And I tell you, in that chapter, he pegged me big time in that chapter because he said moms want to probe and ask lots of questions and learn everything about their son's day or their husband's (laughs) day and that's the last thing the boy wants to do and sometimes the last thing the husband wants Uh is to talk (laughs) yeah and tell her a mom this is though how a mom wants to connect right this is how a mom wants to care well yeah you want to be you want to enter into their life with them exactly and a daughter would probably answer those questions and love it but a boy a man a husband even Mm -hmm. might feel interrogated Mm -hmm. and put up a little walls not speaking from experience or anything but anyway his experience his his encouragement to us in this chapter about shoulder-to-shoulder friendship is to learn to talk less. I can't believe I'm actually saying this to my husband, but and to be with him more. Now, remember, we're talking about our sons. To talk less, be with him more, do more shoulder-to-shoulder stuff that he enjoys. Well, my friend Lynn said, okay, I'm going to try this. Right then was a time in his life, her son's life, where they were visiting colleges. So she mm-hmm. had to take him five hours away to visit a college. Mm-hmm. And she thought, here's my chance. We're going to be in the car, just the two of us, for five hours. And shoulder to shoulder in a car. We're going to be shoulder to shoulder in a car. A I'm going to do American it. American road trip. I'm not going to ask him one question. And she didn't. And mm-hmm. he didn't talk either. It was a five-hour quiet trip. <laughs> wow. So they get to the hotel, spend the night, have their college Like seriously, tour. like just basically minimal yeah. conversation. Yeah. Just I mean, 
Yep. Do you want to get lunch now? Yeah, yep. I got to stop for the bathroom. And then back That's on the phone. It. Back on the phone. He slept some. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So they spent the night, went to the tour the next day, got in the car and started driving back. And she thought, well, it's not working, but I'm just going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Two and a half hours later, they were halfway home. Mm-hmm. And she said, she's thinking to herself, well, it's a flop. Hmm. It's not going to happen. <laughs> this dumb book. Why I am know, I reading this it? Dumb book. When all of a sudden he started talking hmm. and it was slow at first, but he started opening up and talking. And she said, it was kind of like I would throw him the ball and he'd throw it back to me. And it was slow at first. And then it just started to pick up hmm. and they were conversing and talking and talking. And she said, I got to say to him so many things in that conversation that I've wanted to say, but they came out very naturally. I told him, I really respect who you are and the man you're becoming. I'm so blown away with who you're becoming. And I'm so proud of you. Hmm. And he opened up so much to her. She said, he told me so many things that I never would have thought he would have told me. And in Hmm. fact, he told me things I didn't really want to know as well. (laughs) But she's, this is what she said to me on the phone the other day when I called her about it. She said, I watched him blossom hmm. in that last few hours of the trip. He opened up and we bonded in ways that we haven't since he was probably a little boy. And um, it was just so special to her. So when we respect our boys in how we talk, but also in what we do, um, something happens. They might open up and talk mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. but they might just be more open to us. I mean, yeah. our youngest still yeah. loves to go on bike rides. So yep. I try to go yep. out with him as much as I can. And we just tool around and we don't necessarily talk. But you know what happens when we come home? Sometimes he approaches me and says, what can I do to help you with dinner? And hmm. I'm like, seriously? But I really think... He's just bonded. He's Yes, and he's more open to me and with me um, in it. And there's, yeah, there's a special thing that happens there. So, mm-hmm. wow. So, um, the respect effect. So, okay. Like what advice, I mean, what, what, what do we do? We're listening to this podcast. What, what do we do next? Like what's a couple of takeaways? I would definitely encourage reading this book because yeah. men and women, honey, you need to read. So this. I need to read it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I read your underlines? You can read those, but you need to read everything. Every page, I think, has underlines on it because it's That's just true. good. And he gives so many good examples. If you're like mm. me, you're a little slow. I just had to see more and more and more examples of this to know, understand what it is. There's so much in it. So read the book. But secondly, just start today to put into practice mm. some of these things. Make your mouth say those words that seem so awkward to say, like mm-hmm. it was for me. But to speak words of respect, um, to show respect. It's never too late. And that's what several moms in here said. My boys are grown up and I started this and it's changed things in our relationship. So it's never too late, but it's also never too early. Hmm. Um, Look for things to respect in your son and tell him those things and show him Hmm. that respect. And I think that's especially important as we're in an age where... um, 
masculinity is up for grabs. Mm. You know, there's this Definitely. this whole concept of toxic masculinity and there's a lot of bad examples of people we're holding up as leaders who are doing terrible things right. in the church and outside the church and all around and blah, blah, blah. But really, what does it mean to be a man? Does it mean to be mm. a jerk or does it mean to be whatever? And so this is just super helpful, like for moms and dads, but especially moms, um, to give their sons... Uh, what God has wired them to want to receive, which is that unconditional respect. Thank you for reading this, those five years ago, helping our parenting at home. And I know you've talked about this with several, your friend Lynn and others. Um, thank you for listening to Mary Henderson all those years ago. Yes, thank you, Mary. <laughs> and thanks for putting all the work into sharing it with us. Even if you don't read the book, there's principles here you can glean and, and grow in, and it will be super helpful as we respect our sons, and our daughters, we'll see our sons grow into the men God's made them to be. And that's just a great thing. Susan, thank you. And thank you for joining us. And we'll see you on the next one. This is a ministry of Grace Fellowship Church in Kinston, North Carolina. Visit gracekinston.org or follow us on 